John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcasts. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And we circle back to the man who christened this glorious journey many, many months ago. Hello, Trevor May of the New York Mets. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You should tell that to, to old Pluffy, who didn't. They said, name three people from the Rose Rotation. He named three people that weren't me, <laughs> and we were teammates. Well, that's why, that's why. Maybe there's a there's a mental block there. Is there yeah. something we don't know? Is it does it have no, to do with the first name um, jealousy or something? No, he was T one. I was T two. We had like we we even sep- we like on purpose separated the nicknames and everything so that it would be very clear. And then he told me after he left, he was like, "Hey man, you're T one now." And we had Hildenberger at the time, so I was like, "You're T two. So I told him, and he's T, he's T two. And then uh, now we don't have another Trevor, so I'm so, Trevor. Shame on me for not even bringing this up. And we've done, what, six or seven episodes together that, yeah, what was Ploof like back in the day? Oh, he just, he was, he was, he was, uh, he was so show. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, no, he's great. I, I, I really love Ploofy. I had a great, a great group of guys actually to come up and, and learn the ropes with. Um, you know, a lot of you, you maybe hear a lot of horror stories about, uh, guys who are a little bit more, uh, into the, making rookies lives hell because that's the way they were a little more old school to you. Right. I, off the top of my head, the, you know, the Jared Weavers of the world, you know, everyone loves Weaver, but we've, but, uh, he, you know, he, he did tend to be the guy that was making rookies do stuff. So, um, and I didn't have, we didn't have a ton of that. I was there only a little bit with, uh, with, with Morney and, um, Morney and, uh, hammer Willingham and, and those guys for the, they were traded in, in 14 when I came up right at the end, but, um, those guys were kind of the ones that they relied on to kind of have guys sing at the bu- front of the bus and stuff. Uh, but then I, I like Perk and Ploofy and, and Doge and Joe Maurer, like just a lot of laid back guys. So uh, he was definitely in that group. And it was, it was, uh, he kind of took me under his wing a little bit. And we, you know, West Coasters and like to wear vans and, you know, you know, we had similar personalities. Did, did he just tell me, did he spend more time in front of the mirror than any teammate you have ever had? Ryan Dozier is by far wow the most uh, uh, put together. Though Trev spent a lot of time. Those two guys, I mean, those two guys were, were best buds. So, like, you know, just whatever Trevor did, just imagine Doge did the same thing. Uh, Dozier's hair always on point. Perfect. Yeah. Always. Better than Trevor's. Probably did it before he went on the field, which I never got because you're wearing a hat for four hours. Yeah, he had the he had the really long hair when he first came up, like a twelve, mm-hmm. and then as soon as he got rid of that and had the little flow or the little yeah poof or whatever, yeah, it poof. was every time he took it off, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. So he just had it down. All right, a lot of ground to cover with you today. Uh, yeah. I'm wearing a New York Mets hat because not only because of you. Uh, but also your teammate Dom Smith is going to join us. He has got a big time personality. I yes, love the guy. I love chatting with him. He is hilarious. Cannot wait to get to that. But I want to find out how your all-star break went. You were dreading the possible move into a new house on the West Coast. Are you still in one piece? I'm still in one piece. Didn't sleep at all. Uh, there's no AC in that house. And it was there's, oh. no AC, there's no AC in the Northwest in general. Like two of every three houses just don't have. Don't and they, have they've had record everything. heat out there. They did, but at that at that time it was like seventy three and oh good. But the whole house is windows, so it's like not that seventy three is even that warm, but like seventy three in a house can get warm, uh, especially if there's no air moving really, uh, and if you're outside all day anyways, and you kind of just want to cool down. It's the same exact um, temperature inside. So yeah, it was like it it was great. Uh, it was beautiful. It's it's what I always tell everybody. Everyone's like, doesn't it rain? And I'm like, it rains, you know, eight, eight months of the year probably, and it's overcast a lot. But when it's not, you just can't. There's no, there's nowhere in probably in the continental United States that's more beautiful than the than the greater Seattle area when it's sunny and clear. Uh, we there's like two mountain ranges here in between, and then you fly in right over Mount Rainier. And uh, let's just put it this way: by Thursday, I was like, "Am I going back? <laughs> how much? Uh, uh, how much more money do we need to make sure we can pay for this house?" And she's like, 
a lot more. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going back, I guess. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're not <laughs> up and walking away. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw some some video uh, of you playing catch outside. Yeah, this was cute. So Kate did not want to be the catcher. Nope. Uh, we are well past that point. We had played catch before we did during the pandemic, but yeah, it, that wasn't going to be a lasting solution. So I have a net that I've, that I basically throw into most of the time in the off season too, just because the weather here and like everyone, everyone who plays at a high level that I can go like work out with usually lives pretty far away. So like if it's raining and we play outside, I'm like, well, I got to cancel. I'm going to go throw in my garage. Now my garage is big enough to where like I could have a batting cage in there. So that's, that's great. But, uh, I usually throw into a net anyway. So I was like, I'm going to throw one day because four days off in my arm. Like, I'm too old to not do that. Like, I got to, I can't take more than two days off. So I'm throwing. And then she, I'm like, I'm going to play my walkout song to keep myself, uh, keep myself locked in. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to swing on our, on our rope swing and take, take video of you while it's beautiful. She's just, you know, on cloud nine the whole time. So that's what happened. So tell me a little bit more about the house other than it gets a little warm. Oh, it's freaking awesome. It's so great. Uh, just so much more space than we've ever had. Uh, uh, How big? We got, well, it's about 4,000 square feet. So nice. our house our house before was like, it was a townhouse. It was like 1,800, which I remember when we moved in there, we moved from like a 900 square foot two-bedroom apartment. So I'm like, wow, this is twice as big. And it was tons of space. And to be honest, the, uh, our last townhome was still pretty big to us. Like just it's her and I and our two cats at the moment. No kids yet. Um and uh we just uh, there was a bunch of houses that went up in a place we wanted to get live and in, in a in a in a really nice neighborhood around the greater seattle area so we just went for it over the last few few months lost uh, like four or five different bids on different houses and then we finally got this one so um but uh lots of space huge when we do this i'm i'm you know for season two when we're getting ready of this of this show going into next year i'm sure <laughs> Uh, it will be from my my brand new studio that I am designing right now. So we got an it's an attic. It's huge. It's like a twelve by twenty eight foot room. Wow! And uh, we're gonna we're putting uh, I'm gonna have like two stream setups for when people come to visit and uh, all kinds of stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be like you are so there. giddy. Like uh, you just that's you all I wanted to do. To, I didn't want to like I didn't want to come back because I wanted to like I'm like oh now I see it I want to yeah. do it now and they're like nope just pile stuff on the floor and then leave and you're like ah so they're not putting it together while you're away no nobody uh the only thing we're going to try to get done is 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 central air actually it already has central air just it doesn't have the AC component so it's honest actually a plug and play I I don't know I don't know what these people were thinking they have an uh, uh, awesome awesome furnace system with like great heat and 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 like temperature control on every on every level they just decided not to get the ac half when they installed it because they didn't think they needed it but i'm like i i don't care if i'm there only in the winter there's gonna be a day where the sun's shining and it's 71 i want it to be 70 and, and dang well, it i'm getting it i i don't know uh you've told us that you're a big sleep guy yes i cannot sleep unless it's cool it's gotta be like 66 if i sleep like it's gotta be freezing my wife runs it like she's cool. She's like, it's 73 in the house. I'm like, it's so hot in here. Right. Put it to yeah, 70, I mean, 70. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to have to happen. And we might just go all out, go like every every room gets its own little control. And that's the key. But yeah. the problem is, is that how cool you keep it at, at night. We have this fight all the time. We've been married almost 24 years. We still fight over it. I mean, I, t I tell her this. I said, if you're cold, you can put more clothes on. If I'm hot, I can't take my skin off. Yeah. Chili pad. Get an air-conditioned mattress pad. That's what I have. Are you serious? Yes. Chili pad. It is. the. I got it for my 30th birthday, and it is incredible. We didn't have that back. We have it with us here. So, like, even if it's 70 in the room, you can set your AC on your, on your mattress pad, so underneath your blankets, to 60. And I mean, it never probably because I run warm. I never can get it below 65, but like 65 feels like it feels like just like the cool side of the pillow all all the time, which is so wait awesome. A second. We have a we have a California king. So yeah, we got the Mac. Uh, we have a California king, too. Yeah, we have one, too. Do they make it for only half the mattress? Yeah, Because she's not going to want that. Yeah. Or she can just not turn it on either way. But yeah, they, they have only half. Um, they, each side is controlled by itself anyway. So like oh, even if you incredible. 
You this is life changing right now. You have a little water tank. Yeah, Uller. Uller, a chili pad. Um, and Uller is the is the version we got, and uh, it's pretty great. So uh, I'm not an ad, not being paid by this company. Just an incredible, because <laughs> you have to do that now. Just an incredible uh, product that that I actually Matt Belial told me about when he was playing, because he was huge on sleep. Huge on sleep, that guy. So, uh, and I was like, uh, I'm in. I'm going to ask for it for my birthday. So my wife has something cool to get me. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we got that. We're going to have that at home. And then we have the AC in the room. So the room isn't that big of a deal anymore because of that. But uh, that'll go. That goes. I mean, I'm thinking about getting the second one, just having it on the road. So we don't have to put it in the car over and over again. It's a pain in the butt. Should we use a Groupon, like a two for one or Maybe. something? Do you think they have a benefit for the Rose rotation? Should they become a team sponsor? Oh, that'd be great. Man, that would be so great. Let's see if we can make it happen. Chili pad, great thing. Not sure if everybody out there has had the uh, honor and privilege of going up to Cooperstown in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But if you haven't, let the Hall of Fame bring something onto your computer or wherever you download all your content. There's a show called Hall of Fame Connections. It's a 13-episode YouTube series with brand new episodes dropping every Wednesday. And it's all going to tell a different story of how two seemingly unrelated artifacts up there in Cooperstown actually weave themselves together. It's told by my good friend Carlos Pena, former Tampa Bay Ray and former major leaguer and currently at MLB Network. And he is also hanging out with Lindsay Berra, the granddaughter of Hall of Fame catcher Yogi Berra. And she is a journalist and has been an outstanding one for years. So it's really cool to see how they take two different artifacts, weave their stories together, and you're going to be amazed by it. It's a 13-part series. It comes out each and every Wednesday. And support for this series was provided by the Market New York grant through I Love New York, New York State's Division of Tourism, as part of the Regional Economic Development Council Initiative. And also to stay up to date with each and every episode of Hall of Fame Connections, all you have to do is follow Baseball Hall of Fame social media channels at Baseball Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It's something I'm going to be tuning into. You should as well. So let's get back. Uh, you, you, Unfortunately, you had to leave your house and you had to get yeah. back to work. Yeah. But my man's been racking up the saves. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've, you have tied a career high with three saves. Tied a career. Actually, that's 10 on the career. So now I'm in the double digits career saves. Oh. Um, yeah. We Is had it different? The, Is it different, Trevor, when you're getting those three outs? It, it, it's a little bit different. There is more pressure. But um, honestly, it's the same as throwing the eighth. Uh, generally, I think that I think that knowing that if when I when I finish the game that it's over, like, and then you get to go celebrate with and like go through the line and be like the, that, that is so much incentive that I've, it's very easy for me to picture, like being like, this is going to feel so good when I get it done. And I feel like that makes, helps me be successful because I see the outcome I want. Um, it's much easier to do that in the ninth than other ones, because there's literally like all that stuff after. Um, so uh, if anything, just by, by my process, how I get, prepared to throw into into high leverage situations in vi visualizing success is easier for saves than other other situations which is interesting and cool but um my god those were crazy games and uh yeah we needed we needed we really needed to win them both the both mm -hmm. saves i got uh and uh one of the times honestly both times i was just kind of the only guy left with any gas gas in the tank at that time that <laughs> frankly so so, so yeah. a few things when you are the closer now do they check you and your mitt and stuff before you hit the mound and if yes. so is that a distraction yes sir um i didn't know that until i ran out there and and uh pnc uh that they did it but but not really no i i don't need to be i'm not like looking at the ground like you know, locking in the whole time. I don't do that until I get to the mound or until I'm done warming up. And then I do my whole like talk to myself situation before I get on the rubber. That's, that's when I really, really lock in. Uh, so it didn't really bother me much, but it is interesting like that. They, they're really worried about the closers before they pitch, but the, the other relievers, nah, it's cool if you used it and then it's gone <laughs> or something, you know what I mean? Uh, which is, uh, but I get it. I get it. They're not going to like be like, oh, you guys are slapping hands. One second. Come over here. I got to make sure I'm not going to suspend you. Right. So or eject you from a game that's already over. So I get it. But um, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. I, I was just I didn't know what happened. So you said you talk to yourself right before you you throw. What what do you say? 
Um, just uh, a bunch of different, like random, not random, but a, a bunch of different kind of like, uh, you know, reminders of, of kind of mindset reminders, like how I'll say like, you know, what can you focus on what you can control. So like, for example, you go and you make a great one, two pitch in a, an errors made or, or like, I don't know, balls blooped and guys are playing way, way back by the warning track and it drops in and normally it would like things, things like that, where there's a circumstance that puts you in a little bit of a tighter situation to get the job done. Um, but it is completely out of your control. Just let them, as soon as those things roll off me, I tend to have almost every time success as opposed to when things snowball a little bit in my head and I'm starting to get a little bit more amped up. That's when I make less, I, I make more mistakes and things don't happen. So I need to remind myself of that before I go, I get going. So it's a, it's a lot of boring stuff. It's not like, my God, I can't wait to sleep on my air-conditioned mattress or I can't wait to see what my studio looks like in our Pacific Northwest home. You're actually focusing on your job. I thought Focusing maybe on my job. Wandered. And and sometimes you need a little bit of, you get a little boost. And <clears throat> so, for example, the other night, I'm like, uh, after I came in on the third day in a row to, uh, in that 15-11 game, I was like, I was like, we're probably going to get the next day, maybe two off. Like I said that, I'm like, you're done. You're not pitching tomorrow. So leave it out here today. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's, that's actually become a little bit of a joke between me and uh, uh, me and loop because famously uh, Sergio Romo says this all the time. They're always called out. I'm like, Serge, you need like, like when I played with him the last couple of years, Serge, do you want to get an inning in today? He's like, no, like I'm trying to pitch as little as humanly possible. Like that's when things are going good. Like I've said that before. When I'm right. pitching a little bit, um, if I'm pitching every day, you know, as soon as I go get work, like things don't go well there, and then I got to pitch the next three or four or four or five or something. It always happens like that. So he's like, "What's it?" No. So Loop always says, "Like if you don't need me, don't call down." And like if you're not, if you, you just put me in, if you're going to put me in, don't put me in. If you're going to put me in, don't ask me because I'm going to say no every time. Um, so we're always like, "How can we pitch in order to get?" days where we know we're not going to pitch <laughs> so and it's always a joke he's, he's like well I'm, t I'm like you've two in a row right he's like yeah like but if you pitch tonight he's like yeah i'll get probably two days off after that so that's like a, a funny like little motivation we'll we'll throw at each other because when we're down we always get to go sit in the bullpen and look at each other good luck today guys phone rings i don't even have to react all right, more coming your way with Trevor May of the New York Mets and his teammate Dom Smith is standing by in the on-deck circle. But real quickly, I want to remind you about the number one podcast in baseball. It is Talking Baseball. It's the crown jewel of the John Boy Media family. It's a big hit with the boss. Jimmy's there. Jake's there. My guy is Trevor Plouffe. New episodes come your way on Monday and Friday. Those are series recap shows and then one smack dab in the middle of the week on Wednesday as well. Keeps you all up to date on what is going on in the show. They're so big, they have their own YouTube channel. It's at Talkin' Baseball. You want to follow them on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Talkin' Baseball. So remember, Jimmy, Jake, and Plouffe. Three times a week to get you all caught up on what's happening in Major League Baseball. Have you ever been on the mound when you did not want to be there? I mean, yeah. Uh, where, where There's been a couple where I was like, I'm warming up, I'm like, it's and I've a lot of in my career, some of this work has been just reached the deepest, deep, deep, deep. Because when you get the job done, it's going to feel that much better knowing you had nothing. And then there's times where you're like, you can't even reach deep. There's nothing there. There's, you just, there's no energy or there's no, uh, you're, you're just hanging. That's happened a couple of times this year where I was like f physically feeling like I was 31 a little bit more than um, I have in the past, mm. especially after last year. That's something that a lot of people were they're, they're staying fatigued longer after not playing much. A lot of the guys who didn't play who were alternate side or didn't play at all in the big leagues last year we're now in the big leagues and like man i'm not recovering like I, and i'm like yeah that's it's a whole thing we get in this recovery cycle for years like decades and then our body stops doing it after we're done and when you get a interruption like last year a lot of guys are struggling with it so um yeah i've had a couple of them uh one specifically is stands in my mind when we were playing in arizona jet lag killed me and i had a little sinus infection going at the same time so i remember like being like I know I only pitched once yesterday. I didn't pitch great because I didn't feel good, but like I feel awful today. And then something happened the same way that happened the other day. Like we, I was emergency. We had to go into extra innings. They knew about it. They're like, "Hey, can you go out and get the save for us?" And I went out and just didn't throw well. <laughs> it was the the Reddick was it foul or was it fair situation mm -hmm. that day. I was like, I got a fastball, but I got nothing. 
nothing other than that. If I throw a curveball, a slider, or a changeup, it's going nowhere near where I want it to. And I just got to hope. I got to hope they hit line drives at people. Um, and they didn't. And it didn't happen. Um, and that was one that's going to stick out in my head, I think, for the rest of my career, just knowing how I felt going into that. There's been a couple where I was warming up. And it was like, if we tie it or if we go ahead here, you're going to pitch. And then, like, you know, we get guys to second, third. And I'm like one pitch away from going in and it's, they get out of it. And they end up like, like, I think Will Smith got a save once in, in, in uh, Atlanta. And they're like, how'd you feel out there? Came in, I'm like, we're really lucky that I didn't come in. Let's just put it that way. Like, I'm just honest about it. I'm like, it felt like that. I didn't know. Maybe I would have gotten lucky that day, but it would have been a much lower chance of success happening. For sure. And, when there is a uh, bullpen piece that fails on a given day and you end up losing, do you guys take care of one another? Do you go up to talk to one another? Do people come to you if you have a shitty performance? It depends on the guy. Um, sometimes guys want to talk through it like immediately. Some guys just want to be like sit quietly in their locker. Um, like one I felt felt really t- bad. Like I felt for my guys on was was the this, we're up the six zero lead going in the eighth against the pirates and then yep all hell breaking loose the last two innings and those two guys have been absolutely great all year uh shogun and and seth lugo and uh seth's a guy like me he's like he's like i gotta find an explanation because he just uh, he gave up five spot or something and threw in homer and that's just not something he does like he just i don't think he's ever given up five runs in a, in, a, in an inning uh and that's so like it's unprecedented territory and he wanted he wanted to talk through some stuff like like did the how the balls feel that day? Like, cause sometimes they're dry and you don't have feel right. And he goes, mm-hmm. sometimes it was his first outing off the, off the all-star break. I'm like, you're probably a little bit rusty. I was too. the day before I pitched the inning before and it, it was really close to being catastrophic as well. I remember being like, I'm barely getting the ball anywhere near. I just need to get out of this inning. Uh, so I felt the same way. I just got a little bit luckier. Um, and so we talked through it, but like sugar, uh, sugar is a guy who's going to attack guys the same way. And there's just days where he's like, I feel, awful can it spots or i or i'm dominant um and i can and and he was just like i just some crazy stuff happened he threw 97 in six inches off the plate for a grand slam homer which that was hit 93 miles an hour which is a homer in no park but the one he hit it like you know what i mean like that's a freak that's a freak thing where you're like i there's nothing for me to work on tomorrow you know i don't know what to do with that like the guy just got it. And he, even, the, even Stallings was like, ah, pff, pff. he goes, I, I, every once in a while, I'll just hit something way in. I, I don't know what to tell you. It just happened. So um, you got to, you, you feel for him and you're like, that could have been me. That's kind of the way, because you know how it feels to do that stuff. And it's somebody, uh, when those things happen, someone is feeling like garbage and, and that you want to main you want to help them maintain their confidence going into the next day so so that you can continue to get your job done and it doesn't snowball because it has in my career you just got to be you got to be there as much or as little as guys want you to be um, but i think our team's pretty pretty damn good at that well we will turn the page right now and be joined by a mets teammate the always sunny dispositioned dom smith the right-handed may delivers and he lofts one toward the right field corner, hit it toward the wall. It's out of here! A three-run homer for Dominic Smith, and the Mets take the lead in the seventh inning. Wow. Gary's so excited. <laughs> well, it's, that's a great way to introduce our guest. Now I've got two people pissed off at me. Yeah. <laughs> this is two episodes where you started with a, with a homer of our, our guest off me, by the way. Well, because this is what you have to learn as a great host of a show. You want your guests to feel most comfortable, Trevor. Dom, does that make you feel comfortable? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So how does that go down in spring training? I imagine you guys didn't really know each other very well before the season started. Trevor, do you go up to Dom and be like, you're welcome? Kind of. That is the first thing we talked about, wasn't it? Yeah, it took about two weeks to finally for me to like, approach him i was scared i was terrified i'm like this guy hates me so it was uh it took me two weeks to approach him and yeah he, he finally said you're welcome i don't throw that pitch anymore <laughs> yeah i haven't thrown a curveball since then. that was the last one I ever threw wait a second you were scared it, he, now he's an imposing figure physically you know he's six I mean, yeah, five he's, 245 he's but, <laughs> but come on he's face a, and i'm a uh, you know i'm a free agent coming over man yeah i've, I've been there you hear that d boys he's he seems pretty scary. 
I was hesitant to approach Addison Reed, and that guy's like the easiest dude to talk to on <laughs> the planet, like by far. <laughs> but when we signed him in Minnesota in 18, I was like, like three days and then i realized that man that was i had no I, I, that hesitation was pointless this guy wanted to hang out and talk all right well our lifelong new york med dom smith is good enough to join us i love trevor may's setup professionally i want his microphone i want his camera everything he's got but dom smith i want your view like how often do you just sit there and go gosh the world is good do you just look out the window and you're like yeah yeah i, I pull up the shades every morning and just stare out to the city and I'm just very thankful uh, to be here in New York. It's a beautiful city. I love it here. Trev, did you even think of city, city life? I did. Uh, my wife really, we're, we're going there next year. She really wants to be closer. <laughs> um, being out in the burbs isn't her. It, it's perfect. I come home. There's never any problem parking and there's never any noise. And I can go to sleep whenever I want every night. Um, plenty of space for the, for the cats, but. Nope, we're going to a, we're gonna we're gonna go to an apartment next year because you know what I have no real power. <laughs> Ain't, that's that's no. Ain't that the truth? Well, here's the good news, Trevor. When you move to the city next year, that means you can be closer to a restaurant where you leave your phone. Isn't that right, Dom? Explain to your yes. teammate what the heck happened. Yeah, so I was actually panicking about this morning, not knowing if I would be able to join you guys because I left my phone at dinner last night and. I have no way to contact any of you guys. Uh, so it, it was pretty tragic. And I realized maybe I should memorize more numbers. So then if this happens, I could just hit you guys up and not worry. Yeah. You left your phone last night. Yes. Really. <laughs> I, I, I probably won't get it back either. This restaurant doesn't even open up until five o'clock today. And we have a double header. So it's, uh, it's going to be a long day for me. Anybody out there? They'll hit me up for at least 48 hours. Uh, I'm definitely not going to answer. How many phones have you lost in your life? Oh, this is a great question. I probably lost over 25. Stop. Yes. And I, I can have family members. I got friends vouch for, for this. At least 25 broken or lost phones in my life. I've been better over the last year and a half. But before that, it was at least every two months I, I needed a new phone. Every two months. Yes. It was, uh, I'm telling you, once people hear this story, Trev, you're going to hear a lot of people say, yeah, I remember when Don broke his phone the day he got called up. He couldn't talk to any of his family. Yeah, that's, a, that's another story. Broke your so phone the day you got called up. Dude, yes. hey, why, why don't you just go be like straight Castellanos today? There's no phone, no distractions. <laughs> I just hit like six homers in two games. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You, I love it. That like, way. I'm never getting a phone again. No one don't talk to me again. <laughs> exactly. Are you serious that the day you got called up, you broke your phone and you couldn't call anybody? True story. Um, it was a red eye flight and I just got off the plane and I had to use the bathroom. You know, it's the first thing you do after a long flight. And while I'm using the bathroom, I actually dropped my phone in the urinal <laughs> and just piss all over it, obviously. And yeah, I don't even know how to contact the driver picking me up from the airport. So that was his own story. And eventually I, I got to the field in uh, my first interview. I, I said, hey, uh, I don't have my phone. So somebody talked to my parents. He let them know I got called up and I'm here. So great story. Is there part of you that wanted to reach into the urinal? Oh, um, I definitely reached in the urinal and tried to say it. I had to. Yeah, you only had one option. Yeah, you got to go for it. You can wash your hands, Chris. It's not like you immediately get. But that's not your piss that's in there. I mean, it is. I mean, this was was pre-COVID. So, I mean, I didn't think too much about germs as much. Like, reach in there, wash my hands. We're good to go. But now, I mean, I'll think twice. I'll probably just leave the phone in there. And it's not even my problem anymore. (laughs) You got to travel with gloves now, rubber surgical gloves. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. And can I can can we buy you like a belt chain? You know how like that was big like in the '90s, just to attach to your phone. I want to do Trevor. What can we do to help him out? I mean, I imagine just have a what's a very big league, big league way to do it? Just have a brand new phone in the box in your backpack <laughs> at all times. Backup phone. I love that. backup phone, and it's one that's just ready to be logged in with your iCloud account. And you're just sat there. I love that. Okay, I'm about to order three phones. <laughs> three phones back, in the box. Two. Yes. 
two in my locker, one on me. And yeah. Okay. He figured it out. Um, something Alan Iverson would do. Just <laughs> guy used to buy new clothes every place he went, didn't bring suitcases with him. That was as pro as it got. That um, is about as so big. big league as it gets. We, we move from uh, new phones to new teammates. Rich Hill made his Mets debut. Uh, your former Twins teammate is now a, a current teammate, Trevor. Um, how many uh, F-bombs did he deliver during his first start? Tell me he didn't disappoint. I didn't hear him. Um, he, he pitched well. He pitched great, actually. I mean, he I don't shoved. care about the pitching. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So I didn't hear any F-bombs. Maybe he was shy on the first day. I didn't hear any. I'm sorry. He, uh, Did you hear any trail? I I saw one, um, right before the game started. Like the umpire was like telling him to move the, move the rosin bag, and he couldn't hear him. And didn't he's like, what? What the, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> like like that. He's like, what? What? And he's like, move the rosin bag. He's like, oh okay. He's like kicked it out of the way. I was like, he's mad about that. That's hilarious. That's the only one I saw. Um, and I didn't see him come in. He came into the uh, locker room. Once when I was in there before I went out and there was no, it, it, there was no talking to himself, yelling at himself then. So, yeah, I, I, I got the feeling that he was a little bit like, hey, I don't really know these guys that well yet. And uh, I'll just like do my my base stuff. And then when I'm comfortable, I'm just going to go over the top with it. Um, but, yeah, he's you can tell he just flips on the switch to suit hyper competitive rich mode. And then watch well, today. Dom, you'll see today. He'll just be like super happy go lucky talking to everybody talking the whole yeah. time like he's 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 a good dude but like on daisy uh, pitches man i it's like i hear scherzer's like that too but like i've never seen anything like it well we're showing the rich hill implosion video against the nationals as a ray earlier this year where he took the bat <laughs> dom what, what the hell do you think of this video I, zanino just hard turning <laughs> right there like dude he's got a bat i gotta get away from him yeah. Uh, I love funny. that. I love that intensity. That's yeah. He definitely didn't show that yesterday. <laughs> uh, and he probably gave up two runs there. Probably. <laughs> yeah, he had a he had a rough first inning, and then he laid down a bunt uh, at the beginning of the next inning, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, after delivering a snot rocket too. Oh. Um, Trevor, you mentioned Max Scherzer. Dom, I'll tell you this because you don't have your phone, so you don't have access to the outside <laughs> world. No. There was a report that the Mets are going after Max Scherzer. Oh, wow. When you hear that, you think... Uh, <laughs> who wouldn't want to have Max Scherzer? <laughs> Kidding me? No, Max Scherzer is awesome. I'm tired of facing him, so if we can make a move where we get him and I stay a Met, I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> and I stay a Met. <laughs> That's a good point. Do you, hey, do you worry about that this week, by the way? I don't worry about it. Um, like I said, it, it's a good thing to be wanted by other teams. Um, and it's out of my control. All I can do is show up to the park every day, try to help the team win. So I don't really worry about it. But I do love the Mets. This is all I know. This is all these boys are awesome. This team, the culture we built is, is sick. And this is the first time I've been a part of a winning team. So it was suck to leave. Uh, but I know it's a part of the business. And if it happens, then I won't. I'll be sad. But. I'll just go and make sure I make the Mets life a hell. Easy now. You're still yeah. still a Met. Let's not trade you just yet. Uh, Trevor, how much do you guys pay attention to the trade deadline? Do you guys talk about it in the clubhouse? I mean, a little bit, but, like, it's not like there's no, like, deep analysis going in because, like Dom said, we don't have a lot of control over any of these things. So, but it's more like, wow, that'd be nice. Like, like for example, you throw, all right, how would Scherzer slot in here? We're like, uh, having him and Jake and Ty and Stroh, like, I don't think that there is a team that would like, wow, I'd love to face that through in the playoffs. Like what? No. Uh, so, you know, you get excited in that way. The same way, like, you, you know, the, the Cubs guys, KB and Baez and stuff being thrown around a lot. Like we always be like, oh, like if we got Baez, where would he get? Like having him second and, you know, or play second or, 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 or McNeil play third, you know what I mean? We just kind of start throwing people around and, and uh, uh, like how, you know, saying you kept everybody, how good your lineup would be at that point. Mm -hmm. um, that's all kind of fun, but you know, that's usually not how it works because someone has to, like, like Dom said. But I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that that it's the, anyone's favorite 
thing to do in a trade is to like go get a guy, but then like also lose an integral part of why you guys have been winning too, because that's usually bad karma. So you don't see it happen very often. A guy on the big league team that's like, you know, one of the guys that's going to get you to the playoffs too, that goes to get another guy. It's kind of just swapping places. It's right. not, not usually the way it goes. So I'm, if we do are able to get any of these guys, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we get to keep everybody we've had the whole time intact. Be uh, I am wearing my John boy shirt that I wore out at the home run derby in Denver. One, once again, by the polar bear. Yeah. Dom, were you uh, jumping out of your seat when your boy was doing his thing? Yes, I lost it. I think I blacked out. It felt like I was hitting all those home runs. Um, he put on a show, and I mean, for for everybody who doesn't get to watch him like take DP on an everyday basis, um, I'm glad he was able to put on that treat for everybody because his power is, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, you seen it, you saw it, uh, Chris. What was your reaction to it? I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. Where the I was like, because Ploof wanted to go up and stand behind the left field seats. I was like, nobody's going to hit it up here. And all of a sudden, Alonzo started hitting like every other ball. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Dude has got some serious. And there's never been a player more specifically built for the home run derby in terms of his ability, but also yeah. the way like he's got part WWE dude. Yeah. <laughs> he loves Seriously. playing to the crowd. And that oh, freaking yeah. home run derby chain that oh, he yeah. has got it. Is, is that hanging in his locker? Trevor, he had it with him on the road trip uh, right after the break. Obviously, I, it's probably at home right now, but I got to put it on. It's like thirty pounds. It's so heavy, and uh, it's it's there's nothing fake about it. It's <laughs> the thing is solid, whatever it's made of. Uh, it's incredible, but like, yeah, no, it's all knowing, having like watching watching Pete from the outside, yeah, and then now being his teammate, like. That is just exactly how he is, man. Like we we come in after a game, we're celebrating. You can always count on like if everyone's at like a sixty-five or seventy out of a hundred, just count on Pete being plus twenty. Just like <laughs> we'll all be like, Yeah, let's do like this chant. And be like, Yeah, let's pour beer on everybody. You're like, No, Pete, <laughs> we're not quite we're not quite at just throwing beer around <laughs> yet. Just let's we're just one notch sometimes. <laughs> so sometimes you gotta rein him back, but that's great. You gotta have that guy. You gotta have that guy. Tom, um, what's your best Alonzo story? Oh, um, I'm not great with stories. Uh, Back to me. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's a good one. I, I have to think about it. I'm not great. Uh, like I said, with stories, but is he like is he like a caricature in the like? Does he seem like a little cartoon character to me? Because no, that's what he not. seems like. He seems like a yeah. little kid. That's why it's so hard for me to really explain how he is. Because he's Pete. Like, how you imagine him, that's just how he is. He's super happy. He's a great person. And uh, sometimes he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> not in a bad way. It's just hard for me to really explain it. Like, he, he doesn't do any... I don't even know how to explain He gets it, so he, caught up. Yeah, he gets so <laughs> caught up in, like, the excitement and the emotion sometimes that, like... You know, there's not, there's no thinking anymore. He's just going to exactly. do it. Exactly. So he'll like, he'll stand up on the rail and just start yelling F bombs. Like, let's have to go <laughs> to the crowd, like to the front like, row. Yeah. Like, it's half kids. And you're just like, ah, get into it, Jimmy. Like, and you're like, uh, let's face that way. Yeah. Uh, Pete, like, I sometimes, like, Pete, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But we love it because, like, yeah. we got a new thing every freaking week. We got the Homer horse, we got yeah. the Cherve chant, we had the, yeah. the, the, the we got we have shirts. We have so many shirts in our lockers. Yeah, just every film. little joke is Pete came up with it, and then he gets a shirt made every time. He's getting a cut of the proceeds. Got to be. Uh, actually, I believe, I believe you're actually right there. But I think the proceeds go to charity. Ah, oh, see, that's so, nice. By the yeah. way, the guy, he's gonna have to keep doing the home run derby because that's how he makes all his money. <laughs> you know, yeah. well until arbitration hits, that's, and then he'll be good. Yeah. That is very much on purpose. I know that for a fact. Then, yeah, then I'll be good to go. Um, so the Mets put out a couple of years ago. I thought it was a great little series. It was 25 interesting things about me. And so you talked into the camera. And Dom, here's a little taste of, of what you said for a few things. I want you to listen, and then we have to break down a couple of things. In the near future, probably in the next couple of years, I do want to buy a yacht. 
which is, I know it's ridiculous, but it's always been a dream of mine to own a yacht. And then obviously like an island too. So if I do have my yacht, I need to go somewhere and visit places. I, I probably sucked my thumb until I was about 11, 12 years old. I don't know why my parents let me. I'm glad I don't do it anymore. But... So you want a yacht, you suck your thumb. Where do we want to start with that one, Trevor? I'll let you choose. Uh, the yacht. I love okay, it. Good. I love it. I love that's so New York. I play for the Mets. I want a yacht <laughs> and an island. That's what big leaguers get, right? That's what all everyone gets, right? Even the, even yeah. the, you know, the guys that come up with the Reds, they want the same thing a yacht and an island. Exactly. You play until you retire, and then that's the first thing you do. You buy a yacht and then an island. So then you, have we named the yacht? Mansion. Have we named the yacht yet? Ooh. Not yet. But. I should name it. I think I'll name it. Do you have a nickname? Mm. I have a nickname called the Sloth Bear. Sloth Bear. The Sauce Bear. Sloth Bear. Sloth, Sloth. Bear. Okay. Yes. Well, I see so, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but since Peter's the polar bear, he named me the Sloth Bear. And uh, JD is named the Sun Bear. So now we're just a bunch of bears in the clubhouse. So I don't know if I want to name my yacht that, but I, I guess I could roll with that. It's not, it's not terrible. Need... I, I think it's pretty terrible. Yachts aren't necessarily that fast. So, you know, yeah, you're just for... usually cruising. South yeah. Sloth Bear sounds like something, something like a, a cool animal, but just not really worried about getting anywhere too fast. You know what I mean? Just chilling. <laughs> just chilling. It makes sense. You're just chilling, man. Yeah. If we're having a party on the yacht and only yes. the Mets players are invited, yes. who are we most worried about is going to trash the yacht? Guys, probably each get be, a response. Yeah, it'd probably be myself. I'll be at the top of the list because uh, I'm, I'm wild. I like to have fun. And then um, we have to throw Pete up there. Exactly. He get out. He get, <laughs> <laughs> he'd take it way too far, like usual. <laughs> For sure, uh, and then everybody else is pretty chill. I think, uh, I think me and Pete, we uh, we hold most of the energy uh, that our club has after the game. And where is the island? Have you figured out where we're buying the island? Um, is it near the Bahamas? Yeah, yeah, it would be. It would have to be near the Bahamas because I have a lot of friends out there in the Bahamas, so. I would want to be able to go to the Bahamas and back over here to Miami whenever I need to. So um, I don't know the exact name of which island, but it would have to be an affordable island for me. So that one island they like, wanted to do the fire fest on. Yeah, I was thinking of <laughs> an island like that. <laughs> exactly. What was that, Pablo Escobar Island? Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sorry, we got to hit on the thumb. Sucking. Yes. So you were um, 11? 11? Probably 12. 12 when I stopped sucking my thumb. And it, uh, it ruined my teeth, too. Now my my teeth don't even touch. Yeah. Because I suck my thumb so, uh, so long in my life. Uh, I don't know why. why. Why do parents let their kids suck on their fingers until they're teenagers? Yeah, was this just when you were sleeping, or what was it like all the time? Um, I think it was just when I was sleeping, but I'm sure whenever I got bored, I would probably just suck my thumb. Yeah, the answer to your question, Dom, is why do parents let their kids suck until they're teenage? They don't. I am the only parent <laughs> on this show right now. We don't. Now, I haven't done everything right in my life. I don't have any thumb suckers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you going to duct tape your mouth shut? You know, like what's the little, problem with that, Trevor? Uh, You're well, not allowed to do first that. First of all, you can pull it off in the night. So, like, what does that actually do? <laughs> how do you lock down a piece of duct tape? I'm trying. I don't even know how. Like, what going to treat you like a like hot sauce on like home. a like a deer Ooh. and like put like salt on it so they don't want to lick it or yes. eat it anymore? You know, things yeah. like that. I don't know. We're here to solve all your thumb sucking issues. I don't That's even what know. the podcast has become. Uh, they that? also asked you one other question about your favorite movie of all time. Do you remember what you said in that clip? Not sure. It was super bad. 
Yeah, I probably was going to say Super Bad. Yes. Is that I still one that of movie. your favorites? That's my yeah, it's my favorite. What were you thirteen when they came out? Yep. Yeah, that would that would make be the funniest movie ever to a thirteen year old. Because <laughs> I was a senior in high school when it came out. Yeah. I'm like, this is my life. So it's funny for me. So would you yeah, guys be excited if I said that I am ah, McLovin? I love that. I love that's, that. That's so funny. That's sick. Yeah. I bought that. I don't even remember when the movie came out, but I saw it in some store. And so I had to get the McLovin ID. Now, the problem is, Dom, I would let you use this, but there's no way it's coming back to me because you will lose it. Yeah, exactly. In a second. In a second. I want to get back to your boy, uh, your boy, Pete Alonso. Earlier this year, big win. He's talking to the full stadium. And instead, he, he stops the interview and he thinks of you. So here we go. Listen up. It's Dom Smith's birthday. Can we sing happy birthday to Dom Smith? Three, two, one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dom. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, the goatee. Where were you? I was in the clubhouse. <laughs> I yeah, I was in the clubhouse. I rewatched it on uh, on Twitter though, a couple of times. But that was very nice of my uh, of one of my best friends on the team, Pete. That's telling you, that's the definition of Pete. He's just a great guy. He doesn't even care about him winning the game for us. He cares about singing me happy birthday. Do you have it running on a loop? You should, and I, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I'm feeling down after over four, I go and watch that video, and <laughs> it picks me up every time. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh, that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. All right, uh, Don. Before we let you go for the day, we do something around here. It is called spinning the wheel of moderately interesting things. So we yeah. have a bunch of categories on here. You guys will both get the answer. Trevor, you'll be excited. There's some new categories on. Here. Ooh, there we so go. Only fans on there. That's terrifying. Walk this way. What is the story behind your walk-up song? Well, for me, um, I love music, so I change my walk-up songs probably every homestand, and I have four different walk-up songs. Uh, I've had rap songs, I've had Latin songs, I've had reggae songs. I haven't had a country song yet, so I think I'll mix in a country song one time. But I mean, you don't have I, to. You can just you cannot do that. Like just one, once, just one time. I haven't, I have never done it, so I would like to do that at least once. But uh, like I said, I, I love listening to music. I feel like if you have the same walk-up song, you get tired of hearing it every day. So I like to change it up. I like to keep the fan involved and trying to just hype up the crowd with my walk-up. So what are we going with during the homestand here? What do we What do we have working? So, you know, right now we have some Pop Smoke. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. he just dropped a new album. So I have that Pop Smoke song. And then it's a female artist, artist named Her. Um, she has a song with Little Baby called uh, Find A Way um, that I listen to. And then the third song is Busy Banks and P&B Rock, Adore You, which is a New York artist. So just showing, you know, some love to the New York artists. And then the last song is G Herbo. You can. That's like the most ratchet one. Where you know that's that's for me. That's not for the fans. So got it. That's a, yeah, Trevor, you must have a walk up song. Oh, I come out <laughs> to uh, uh, "Welcome Home" by Coheed and Cambria. Um, uh, when I grew up, like reliever walk up songs or run out songs were the coolest. It was the most WWE thing. Yeah intro music to run out of the bullpen to uh a guy who does probably i mean suge's Shug, uh, uh timmy trumpet narco come out he times it pretty well for the for the trumpets at the beginning but the one of the best entrances i think the guy who has it lined up and i'm pretty sure i've read somewhere that he was he was way into wwe and his little kid so it makes sense it's mark melanson that dude's it like he literally doesn't come out of the bullpen until the moment 
that he like the 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 part of the song um that he wants to come out to but my coheed i try to time it too i got i got one i think i got one save opportunity where i just got to come out in the ninth like as the closer once and got to time it to the guitar riff at the beginning of welcome home like that's why i chose this song but now the last two times come out in the eighth uh the eighth is just like there's an ad playing until 30 seconds left in the inning and so i I get they're like oh by the way the pitcher now in this one run game is uh trevor may here's welcome home blah blah and then plays for like 19 seconds and then i then the inning's over so that's what happens now but in the seventh you get it the whole time because there's no ad but the eighth you get an ad so that sucks so you're rooting to come in in the seventh so you can hear your whole song that are close i i I, that not only that i take a i take a uh personal interest in everyone else's walk-ups mm. so like i hate relievers that walk out to slow country i like like uh, ryan presley came out to i got friends in low places and i just wanted to like i'm like dude it's not closing time at the bar man i <laughs> i need you i need you to get like we're not here to put it get everyone in like bro we we're all hammered but we're you know you're in a big situation uh and i'm pretty sure he just stuck with it to despite me but i actually chose taylor rogers song he rocks out to uh rascal or not rascal flats i'm sorry um um the chain by Fleetwood, uh, because it's very kind of low key, but also kind of epic with the drums at the beginning. And he's just very like, I don't know, it's it's cool enough. Uh, um, Glenn Perkins came out to Johnny Cash, um, and the flames had come up on everything. Uh, that was really cool too. But he's pretty laid back too, and it was it was just slow enough, but kind of. So I'm always like, I know you as a person. Let me pick you a song. But um, the Narcos one because i'm a big edm dj guy and i love big room house music and that's what narcos is and so narco so i love that song for sure i love it it's it's very him dom have you ever had to pick music for teammate uh never never have um cameron may even asked me to pick him a song when he was up here for uh his time and i was too scared uh i don't because i feel like walk-up song is such a superstition behind it like yeah. It gets you in the zone for your at bat. It gets you in the zone to go pitch. So I don't want to play a song and it just kind of throws you out of your zone, out of your rhythm. So I'm I'm too scared to pick uh, my friend's walk-up song. Actually, I'll pick JD. JD Davis, I'll pick his. Like, yeah, he's a big hip hop guy, so I'll I could pick his. But that's okay. the only my only team that I could pick. Okay. So we've learned a few things about Dom Smith today. <laughs> he um he's scared of teammates. <clears throat> he um he sucked his thumb till he was about 20 <laughs> and he doesn't mind reaching in a urinal. So yes. if you learn nothing else today, people, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Dom, it was great seeing you, man. We appreciate it. Continued success and stay on the Mets for the rest of the week and the rest yeah. of your career. Okay. Fair enough. That's fair. I appreciate you guys for having me on. I have awesome a job, ton man. of fun. Good. Brother. I love that guy. He is just He's always got like the biggest smile on his face. He's always that way in the clubhouse. Yes, he's. Uh, we're we're locker mates. Um, I'm actually between between him and Taiwan, so it's it's a, a great place to be. And and Pete is on the other side of him, so we got we got a lot of happy dudes uh, uh, in our corner of the locker room. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's having Dom around is is it's great. He's just so like, let's do it. Like that's. What do we got to do? All right, let's go. Let's do it. Through it. I don't care. Whatever. Let's go. Um, it's it's so funny though watching him to jog out to left because he just he's just like <sighs> he looks like uh, another guy I love watching run on and off the field is Locane because of, like just how he looks his uh-huh. all like he's trying to use as little energy as possible. Dom's the same way, just super compact and like trying not to use as much. So uh, he's one of my favorite guys to watch. I just like to watch him the whole way. And then one the if he gets the last out, he's like. Going in the other day, McGill waited for because he made a good play right to end the inning. McGill waited for him on the mound for like a minute, and you can see Dom was like, "Dude, just go on the dug. You can slide. Like you're you're making me run faster because I'm making you wait out here." And uh, uh, it, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, Dom, I, Dom's one of the best. I know why he does that. It's because he really secretly wants to be stopping at first base a little bit. Or, yeah. or even better, just going from the dugout, home plate, running the bases, and going back. Yeah. I know he wouldn't mind. He, he, he DH once. He's like, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, don't lie. You love it. You don't have to go out of the field. He's like, yeah, it's pretty great. 
he is waiting for 2022 on that one. Yeah. No question. All right. Time right now to check in on Mrs. Rose's homework assignment. Okay. Do you remember what it was? No, I don't even remember what it was. Tell me. It was to have the Rose rotation appear in your vlog. Oh, so I have a, I have an excuse. I have it actually the one that we filmed that's out. Yes. It was was filmed before we you gave me that homework. So it will be in the next one. Even if we have more homework, we will do two homework assignments. But no, no, no. We just want to get what we're in the middle of summer. This is like summer school. We're not okay. piling on. Did okay. you ever take well, summer school? No. Valedictorian. Come on. I know, but I just wanted to make sure like you weren't trying to get uh credits and jump ahead just in case you know, 97 with a slider didn't work out and you wanted to go to college or, or I'm trying to get drafted earlier, like a certain number one overall pick. We know <laughs> he did that. Or who did are you that? talking Harper, about? Bryce. A guy, Bryce are you talking that. about a guy in Philadelphia right now? Bryce did that. Hey, I'd say it worked out. So did Okay. I would say his plan just in general worked out. I would say, got it. Got it. You know what? Actually, I'm going to throw something else on top of your, um, Homework assignment. It has to do with your yeah. vlog because now you said you're storyboarding and stuff a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I want show us a little behind the scenes footage of that. I want to. Is it interesting? Awesome. Yeah. Um. I use I use a program called Jamboard, which is a Google product. They actually make a big thing called the Jamboard. Um. And yeah, it's just like sticky notes. You can move around and change and collaborate. With people can move them in real time with you. So like you could able able to do things. Uh, um. Uh, virtually together and uh you know it's just one of the, another google product in the suite if you use gmail and stuff so it's just it's you can use it anyone can use it um yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty pretty neat pretty nifty uh the new vlog is is a great one and uh people should definitely check it out but yeah without without the storyboarding uh, these things would be just it's pretty straightforward actually when i like organize all the clips and stuff i just need to make sure like some of the nuances is picked up because my editor is in is in the Netherlands and not a huge baseball guy. So maybe he doesn't catch something that's funny to me and everyone who loves baseball, but he doesn't get it. So I have to I, make sure those things get in. But with Pete, it was pretty easy. Yeah. It's pretty to obvious find, to find the funny stuff. It's pretty obvious. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it. We're taping right now as the latest vlog is, is being released. So I am anxiously awaiting to get through it. They have been a tremendous success. Kudos to you and your entire team. Is there one Thing that you definitely want to get into your vlog before the season expires um the djing needs to get in there oh um, yeah. i haven't done a ton um to be honest jake asked me ever he's like dude when are you gonna get on the when are you gonna when are you gonna get on the turntable when are yeah. you gonna get on the turntables what happens is but i and i think i've talked about this before music you have to have physical copies of the music and i haven't had physical copies of music since i dj'd like six years ago so i had to go find my uh, I found my music library on a on a hard drive at home when we unpacked. I found it. I brought it with me. It's formatted for Mac because I forgot all I used was Mac back then because I didn't play video games very much anymore. Uh, so now all I have is PC. So it's so I have to use my wife's Mac Air to put it onto the Dropbox cloud to pull all the music off the Dropbox cloud, and then put it onto the laptop to get it ready to go. So I'm in that stage, but starting. Maybe not tomorrow because my laptop actually fried on the road trip and I got a new one today. So I got to set that up today. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe tomorrow I'll have all the music like updated, right? Like literally, I think it's like five, 6,000 songs. So I'll just have tons and tons of probably mid 2010s EDM music, but it Better is what nothing. it is. Better nothing. And I will DJ and we'll be yeah, able well, to. Well, you, you still owe us that video. So we want yeah. to see that. And if it'll be in the vlog, that's good enough. It'll that's be in the vlog enough. too. As long as you can share with the, the masses of people that are that are waiting to see it. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Good. All right. Well, continued success with that. I appreciate you hanging out as always. Stay healthy out there. I'm worried about a lot of pictures. It's... Trying. Doing all the stuff. Trying to get days off where we can. But we got about 150 games in the next 30 days. So. We'll see. And they're kind of, they're kind of going to win them. So yeah, well, we're, this episode is dropping on the day. You guys start a five game series. The always popular five game series with the Atlanta. I feel, how we played the Braves so much. Every game, every series we play is a four game series with a doubleheader in there. It's five games. But I think once this is over, we only have three games left against the whole, whole oh. season, which is 
kind of sad probably for people who are division rivals in our in our division that weren't we're not if they're chasing us especially if they get in second place and they take sole position that we're just not going to play each other until the final series mm-hmm. um and we actually don't play the phillies that much either we only have two more series against them so um it's gonna be nationals and marlins for a lot uh but uh i mean we'll i'm sure we'll find a way to get into sunday night baseball get a night game get night game getaway day to the west coast won't we mlb probably <laughs> we'll probably end up doing that it's what happens when you play for a popular team, man. Yeah, you know it's a little have, bit different. We had a lot of City. day games in no Good assignment with Kansas City. You just—it was right there for the taking. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> man, I would have got so much more sleep. Anyway. We're back to that again. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I gotta wrap this up because I gotta go check on my air conditioned mattress. Yeah, which is gonna change my life. Yeah, thanks to Matt Belisle. I'll Good. always have that. Matty B. All right, Trevor. Thank you. We appreciate it as always. Big shout out to our editor, producer extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, and also our summer intern, Alden Stone. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.